You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hello and welcome to Kayama Community Radio. In honour of Children's Book Week, October 17th to 23rd, Helen Lear talks to author Sarah Porter, and Sarah's going to read for us her book When Sally Met Sammy, which she wrote as a gesture of support for her local community in Gerangong and Jeroa. Also in this episode, Fred Hollis brings us the latest instalment of Cryptic Kayama Clues. KCR, Kayama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. Hi, I'm Helen Lear, and today I'm chatting with Kayama children's book author, Sarah Porter. Sarah has a background in childcare and moved to become a swimming teacher at Kayama Leisure Centre when she became a mum of two herself. Now she's written her first book, When Sally Met Sammy, down at Jeroa. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us, where did the idea for the book come from? Literally, um, I was walking Jeroa Beach and just thought to myself, COVID cannot be about nothing. Something productive has to come from COVID. And I was walking along and I was thinking, what's it going to be? And in that instant, I just had this idea of, I'm going to write a book. And it's going to be about the businesses that have, that have struggled down here on the South Coast because we've had the droughts and now we've got COVID. And you know, our community relies heavily on tourism. Mm. And so it was, it was about marketing them, getting their name back out there again. Literally, it came to life within a matter of concept to the book arriving on my doorstep in four months. Wow, that's incredibly quick for anyone that's got anything to do with publishing would know that's incredibly quick yeah it was quick tell us a little bit about the story okay so at the time I was on Jeroa Beach and for anybody that goes there or for for anybody that goes anywhere around here we are inundated with seagulls that was where my two characters came from they came from the seagulls that were on Jeroa Beach so there's two characters in there Sammy and Sally that go on a series of dates and on these series of dates they visit local places you know the ice creamery the surf shop and the collective and the hill and places like that and and you have to read it to find out if they fall in love (laughs) i hope it won't be a cliffhanger at the end (laughs) i hope it'll be a happy ending (laughs) and so who what kind of age group is the book aimed at do you know many people have asked me that and i've always said three to ten years but the feedback i've had from so many people is varied i had one lady say Oh, when it arrived, I was at my mum and dad's house and they're elderly and I was putting them to bed and they wanted me to read them the story. Yeah, right. She said, so I read them the story and before I left, they said, can you just read me that story again? Oh, that's nice. You know, they, they don't live in Jeroa anymore, but they did when they were younger. And so for them, it was like taking a trip down memory lane. Mm. So even though I say it's for three to ten years, it really is catering for people outside of that. So mm. it's really nice. And nice for people, I imagine, who live in the area, in the Kaima local government area, but also nice for tourists that come in and want to take a souvenir home from them about their holiday. It's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was my main purpose to begin with, because you come and visit the South Coast, there's not many souvenirs for children. You know, I want children to leave here with a memory. And that was the whole reason I put the part in the back where you can add your own photo. Mm. That keeps your memory alive of a holiday years from now. So how do you start the process? So a lot of mums, a lot of people, everyone says they have a book in them. Um, and a lot of mums, you know, they've read so many children's books, they thought, I can do this. How do you even begin the process? Where did it start for you? It's funny, I had no plan. 
had no plan at all. I just had an idea that I was so passionate about that no matter what, I was going to run with it. So I just basically started outsourcing freelancers that did editing and proofreading and did a lot of research, spoke to other local authors like yourself and um, just found out a lot about the process and just started step by step. And I learned along the way, oh, there was a few hiccups, you know, I sent money to the wrong bank account, but you know what? (laughs) I've got it back. And each lesson I've come across has taught me something new. And I'm grateful for that. Mm. If you've got passion and you've got drive, you can do anything you want to do. Not just a book, anything. And what would you say was the hardest part? If you've got any sort of takeaways for other people that want to think about writing their own book, what would you say are the sort of the pitfalls that people need to watch out for? Do you know what? I can't say I've had a bad time. Like, yes, I sent money to a wrong bank account. <laughs> My husband was... Pac- <laughs> oh, you got it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it back. He was pacing the floor and he was stressing out about this money. And I said, oh, it's just money. We'll get it back. Yeah. But that's my personality. But if, if you ever come across anything that's going to hinder you, look at it in a positive way and it will help you in the end. Mm. How have you found it with, with COVID? Because obviously, you know, we can't do the usual things. You can't do readings in store. You can't do big book signings that authors would usually do. I've been really fortunate. And, and as anybody knows that, that's listening to this, we are so fortunate to live where we live. Mm. Our community is amazing. I feel so blessed to live here. Truly, I do. Yeah, I could talk about book launches and I could talk about things that I could have possibly missed out on. But this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm none the wiser. Mm. But I'm so grateful for the support I've received so far. I'm so grateful. My life is what it is. And, you know, everybody plays a part in that. And the community is a huge part in that. And their support has took the book somewhere, you know. It is something Mm. because of the community. So I'm grateful for that. So who knows where it will go next, (laughs) but for now, I'm really happy with where it's at. You mentioned working with the community, and I know you've spoken to me before about the fact that you've got a couple of pieces of signed artwork from the book framed by by us in Kayama, and you're going to put that up for auction to raise some money for mental health? Yeah, mental health and suicide awareness. So in light of, you know, the situation, unfortunately, that we're going through at the moment with mental health here on the South Coast... It's devastating, mm. truly. And I think all of us are all on the same page. We know something's got to change here. Mm. That's what a community is all about, right? Everybody's coming together because they want us to fix this problem. And if I can help in just a small way, well, why not? So, yes, two pieces of artwork have been signed by the illustrator. They've been framed by Kayama, framed by us. They were so lovely to deal with and donated those frames. So I'm truly grateful. And yes, they will be up for auction and the proceeds will be split between suicide awareness and mental health. Absolutely. And when will that be happening and how can people find out more about being part of that auction? So in the next couple of weeks, there'll be some advertising around that. Look on the Jezza Cares Facebook page. I'm hoping to get that sorted as soon as possible. The sooner the better. Great. We will keep an eye out for that and we'll pop a link to Jezza Cares up with the interview as well. So, any ideas to write any more books? Maybe about Kayama, Jamboree, Minamara? It's funny because when I wrote this book, everybody said, oh, you should have wrote about Kayama. <laughs> and I said, actually I did. Um, but my initial thought, was Jeroa and Gerengong, and that's why Sammy and Sally came about in the first place, you know. But I was so passionate about it and, and so eager that straight away I wrote the second book. So the second mm. book was written probably two or three weeks after the first book. But I just, I didn't know how it was going to go. 
and I didn't want to go in full force without having any more money behind me. It was a big leap that I was taking. So I wrote the book about Kayama and I decided that I'd see how the first book went and I'd go from there. Mm. And hopefully people will be pleased to know that the illustrations are actually going ahead as we speak. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So with that in mind, the book should be out in time for Christmas. And where can people find the book? Okay, so I have a Facebook page, Children's Destination Books. If you buy a book from me, it's signed. But if you go into the stores, it's not, unfortunately. But you can go into the Gerangong Collective, Gerangong Guys Creamery, which is part of Bambino's. You can go into Wurri Beach Fish Shop, Natural Necessity Surf, and all of them stock the book. And the toy shop in Kayama as well, actually. Now, I must mention, some of our listeners, especially the kids, will probably recognise your voice because you're also a swimming teacher at Kaima Leisure Centre. How does that job compare to being an author? What's your favourite thing about both? Ooh. (laughs) Put you on the spot there. (laughs) That's a tricky one. I love my job. You know, I'm passionate about the kids. I'm passionate about teaching them to swim. I love everything about my job. The book, however, brings a different aspect. No one else controls that. It's my dream. It's my baby. It truly changed who I am, for the better. And I've learnt so much about myself along the way. It just encourages me to do more, makes me want more. And I, and I love everything about both aspects of my life. You know, I love the book, I love writing. I love seeing the joy it brings to everybody, the feedback I get. I love hearing people say, oh, my mum loved that story. Or, you know, we always go to Jaroa Beach and we make up our own stories about seagulls. Or, do you know, I was born there, but we moved to Darwin. And so this book means so much to me. It's a different kind of joy I get from the book. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for coming to chat with Kaima Community Radio today. Good luck on the book. And we're going to close out with a reading of When Sally Met Sammy down at Jaroa for all the kids and adults and everyone to enjoy. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. This is Kayama Community Radio. When Sammy met Sally down at Jaroa. Sammy was the seagull from Jaroa. He loved to splish and splash all day in the waves. Sammy was on the lookout for love. He decided to take to the skies above. He looked here, he looked there, he looked everywhere. Suddenly, standing there, Sally the seagull, so beautiful and rare. Sammy was in love, there was no time to waste. Please let me take you out on a fancy date. Sally agreed and off they flew, for a feed at Wirree Beach Fish Shop with its beautiful view. The sun was setting, the moon all aglow. It's my bedtime, said Sally. Now I must go. Will I see you again, said Sammy. Of course, then good night, she said. Off Sally flew home to her bed. The sunrise was upon them and Sammy couldn't wait to take Sally out on a second date. For coffee, he said, let's go to the hill. No expense spared. I'll get the bill. They went to the park right in town, had fun down the slippery dip and pooping on crowds. Let's hit the shops. Natural necessity surf. What a great stop. A hat for Sammy, a bikini for Sally. Now the lovebirds look completely happy. Let's head to Jeringongai's Creamery for an afternoon treat. Come take my wings, said Sammy. Let's take a seat. The very next day, without even a thought, 
Sammy took Sally to her favourite store. At the Jeringong Collective, we'll get you some bling. Sally came out with a jaw-dropping ring. What could be for the seagulls in love who flew off together into the skies up above? Will you spot Sammy and Sally whilst you're in Jeroa? Everything you need of Take everything you see though Take everything but me Sit your presence next to mine But you know I will not resign Cause I just up this heart That was My Jumper by Joe Mungovan. 
You can find our interview with Joe Mungovan by visiting our website, www.kiamacommunityradio.org, and listening to episode 16. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Cryptic Kiama Clues. Fred Hollis again for the quiz show where we ask three questions about the Kiama local government area, its history, geography, and people of interest. The questions and correct answers to the last quiz are as follows. Question 1. In pioneering days, what was the area between the now disused Dunmore train crossing in the north to Minamara train station in the south called? Well, it was called the Bloody Mile. Once upon a time, it used to be a dense swamp that was hidden from the main road by trees. No less than 13 murders have taken place along this stretch over the years. There have been many tales of ghosts wandering this lonely stretch. Apparently, there is nothing threatening about these ghosts, so if you bump into one, there's no need to worry. Question 2. How did Rangoon Island get its name? Rangoon Island, otherwise known as Stack Island, was named after an 1870 shipwreck. The Rangoon, one of the largest sailing ships to grace Shell Harbour waters, was wrecked in heavy seas off Minamura in 1870. On a stormy night, rough seas and poor visibility confused the ship's captain, who mistook the entrance to Minamura River for Kayama Harbour. After the wreck, the ship's anchor was placed on land owned by Captain William Wilson, who had helped rescue the crew. That land is now the Ocean Beach Hotel site. Question 3. What famous novelist and 1960s columnist was born in Kayama in 1923. She was inducted into the Australian Media Hall of Fame in 2018. The answer is Charmian Clift. Charmian Clift co-authored three novels with her husband, George Johnston, wrote two under her own name, produced two travel memoirs, and had a weekly column widely syndicated to major Australian papers during the 1960s. In 2018, she was inducted into the Australian Media Hall of Fame in recognition of her work as a columnist. Many of her readers from the 1960s still remember her newspaper column with great affection. She was particularly well known for her views on Australia's place in the world. And the winner of the fifth quiz is... Mark Whalen. Mark will receive a winner's certificate, beautifully crafted in an A4 formatted document. He can choose to frame it and display it as a permanent record of this outstanding achievement. Congratulations again to Mark. So to the next three questions. Question 1. Kayama's historic terrace houses were originally built in 1886 for local quarry workers. What were these workers quarrying? Question 2. Who took off from Seven Mile Beach in 1933 and where was he flying to? Question 3. Where was Australia's first dairy cooperative established in 1884? If you know the answers, you should email kcradiocontent at gmail.com. That address again? kcradiocontent at gmail.com. You can also see these clues in our weekly newsletter. The first neatest correct entry that answers all three questions will be announced in the next podcast. No prizes at this stage, just glory. 
Remember to leave your name and suburb so we can give you a shout out and send you a certificate recording your achievement. And as usual, no correspondence will be entered into. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to answer those three questions. See you next time and remember, as Winston Churchill said, I am easily satisfied by the very best. Hello, I'm Candy Anderson from Kiama Community Radio. Join me every Friday for What's On in the Kiama LGA for the following week. Our purpose is to keep you updated with events and activities that will get you out and about and connecting with people and places in our fabulous area. If you have an event that you would like to tell the community about, email us on kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I look forward to having you tune in soon and perhaps making our weekly What's On your regular go-to place for keeping in touch with people, places and happenings in the Kiama LGA. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.